Welcome to the Everybody Has a Story podcast. I'm your host, Nav Walia. Who else did you expect? Nobody. It's me. I'm here. This episode's going to be amazing. Let me get it straight, though. All of these episodes are absolutely fantastic, but this one, this one's going to be a little special. I brought someone who I've seen be a role model for a lot of people in her age group, you know, someone inspiring. Someone who has such a goofy personality that I might not even end up speaking. I might just be laughing the entire episode. Who knows? Maybe you will be too. It's all good. I'm bringing out Bhavna Awasti. She's not here just yet. You know, you're stuck with me. I know. Sucks. But you're going to have to deal with it. I'm here to prep you up a little bit. Letting you know. Bring out some Skittles, some candy, popcorn, drinks. Bring a little friend with you. Bigger friend. Whatever you want to do. Get ready for this episode. We're going to be talking about epilepsy. We're going to be talking about going to university, going to high school, dealing with sports, all kinds of different topics. And I hope you guys are excited because I am. I'm so excited and I'm ready. I got a seatbelt on and I'm not even in a car. Like that's how ready I am. All right, guys, enough of me just rambling on. Let's get straight into the show. Hope you guys enjoy it. Catch you at the end. Welcome, everybody. I think today's episode is going to be a bang because I'm here with Bhavna Awasti today. How you doing, Bhavna? Amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm glad you came. You know, I was excited for this episode because your goofy energy, <laughs> I feel like it's going to go into the phone, go into the uh, viewers' heads, get them all happy. Yeah. <laughs> and especially during this time, you know, with the stuff going on in Palestine, you know, yeah. Yemen, Colombia, all these places, I feel like everyone needs some positive energy. So I'm really happy you're here today. <laughs> I hope I can share it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. Uh, let's just get started. You know, every episode we have to do this one thing and uh, it's a mental health check. Yeah. I think the viewers already know what I'm going to say, but we want to know what you want to say. What's on a scale of one to 10 and why? How are you feeling? I'm at a good 9.5 or 10, to 9. be honest. 9.5 or 10. I, That's good. I have gone through a lot, but now I've really found my self-worth, That's, you know? that's powerful. And I'm feeling great and it's just it's booming life is booming for me personally right now i don't, I don't know if they can tell but this room has the energy you know like yeah. i can feel that 10 energy really <laughs> I, I i gotta say i'm a 10 too you know episode one two three it's all perfect. tens around perfect and it's reason being i'm here today doing a podcast with bhavna you know uh let's start by giving a little bit of a description you know let's get to know you before we get deep into the conflicts issues everything who are you, Bhavna? <laughs> well, yeah, Bhavna. <laughs> mm, I think people see me with someone with uh, a lot of complex personalities. I think a lot of different people have different views on me. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm just, I'm the same Bhavna I've always been, yeah. you know? With everything, I've gone through really good things, really bad things. I think I've remained pretty much the same overall. So that's just me, you know? little indian girl from toronto <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you're tra- staying true to yourself um why don't you tell us a little bit about you know what do you do you know what what are your passions maybe tell us where this goofy side came from <laughs> uh anything you want to tell us about yourself so yeah um culturally obviously indian and i've grown up in an indian household mm-hmm. uh 
honestly, growing up from immigrant parents here in Canada, yeah. it, it can be hard, you know, your first generation. And uh, especially in the environment I grew up with outside of my house, you kind of lose your identity, you know, of you're course, yeah. you're you're too brown to fit in with the white people and you're too. Yeah you're too white or yeah white to fit in with the brown people and it's like hmm it's, it's those sayings you know oh yeah. you're too whitewash or oh yeah. you're exotic exact. you know it's, oh exotic that's I love the it. one <laughs> um but yeah you especially younger like when i was younger i didn't really know where i lied you know yeah I also didn't speak Hindi until about. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't learn how to speak Hindi. Sorry, Hindi, until later on in my life. So that was also an issue because I would talk to family that weren't here, and they would always be like, "Ah, oh, this this Canadian girl, this Canadian girl." But then when I went to school, it'd be like, oh, "We can't even pronounce her name," you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got completely roasted all the time, and until grade eight. People would make fun yeah. of my name. It's like, hello, it's just Bhavna. Yeah. It might be spelled a little different. It might be a name that you haven't seen quite often. But if I've told you how to pronounce it, you know, it's been common. A first few times, yes, I can understand. You're reading yeah. it off a of paper. It is hard. Of course. But yeah. I've grown up with you guys, and this has been a constant name. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's honestly, Bhavna's not even that hard of a name, you know? No. It's just pretty simple. Uh, yeah. And like, even if it was way harder. Yeah. If I tell you once or twice, get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, it, especially, like, for me, if someone, if I've mispronounced people's names, I would, like, I try my best to not do that ever again. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I grew up here, I noticed that a lot of people didn't care. People <laughs> don't remember your names either, you know? No. It's just like, what was your name again? Yeah. Indian girl? Exactly. She's just a little brown girl. And I didn't even, like, the only time I've experienced someone remembering my name who wasn't in, from the South Asian co um, community yeah. was in university at a party. It was this white dude. He's completely drunk. He's like, oh, what's your name? And I was like, Bovna. And I was like, he was like, okay. Hours later, he saw me again. He was like, Bovna. <laughs> and that's the first time I experienced that. It was so crazy. He was the head of like a frat. <laughs> but of course. <laughs> it's really ironic though. Like you start off with a lot of these white kids that can't say your name. And then yeah. you end up with a, fr a frat white kid. You can't yes. get whiter than that. Right. And then he's remembering your name. And he's drunk too. He's that's an accomplishment. Drunk. I felt so special. And it's <laughs> such a small thing. Like, oh, this guy remembers your name. You know, that should be so easy. It's the basics. But I felt so special. <laughs> uh, but you said you feel too brown for the white community. But you also said you feel too white for the brown community. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah. Um, obviously from my own family, even my mm -hmm. family friends, you know, it was, it was kind of weird. Didn't, when I was younger, didn't really, if I spoke Hindi, it was really broken Hindi. I didn't really, um, get to speak it properly. And even now I'm not a master at it yeah. until grade 10. Cause that's when I really got interested in Bollywood a lot. <laughs> so I watched so many films and that improved my Hindi a lot. Okay. You got to tell me though, before we continue, what's your favorite Hindi movie? Oh, there's so many. Too many. Mm. Uh, okay, fine. Was it more modern day or old days? Anything. Or how about this? Make it easier. How about an actor or actress? Ooh, this is so easy. Varun Dhawan. <laughs> I feel like I've seen you talk about oh, that. You know, I feel he, like. He's the only, or no, he's not the only. I like this other guy. He's Raj Kumar Rao. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, Ayushman Karana. <laughs> I um I you know honestly you know I, I they're small. No, I know yeah. who you're talking about, but I honestly can't remember the names of the people that I like. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You you know their I know face. their face. Yeah, I think do you know the, the that really famous cricketer guy, Virat Kohli, his yes. wife? Yes. That's, Anushka Sharma. Yes. I know him. all my Bollywood drama oh. now. 
you're, you're better at this than me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, you know i only got into a grade 10 because of the experiences saying oh you're whitewashed you're whitewashed yeah. so like no nah, i gotta i need to get into bollywood or something and that did improve my, a lot of my hindi and yeah. now i know all the gossip i keep up <laughs> with it <laughs> but yeah so varun that's just always been a crush even now and we share the same birthday so it's kind of a <laughs> that's perfect sign. that's a match made in heaven almost yeah, yeah right um to bet he's married um oh i didn't know that yeah he's married congrats to him lovely girl i'm sure but <laughs> <laughs> i am still jealous and the other two i just find all the films that they've done at least the ones i've watched are just so good you know they I, know how to choose their movies well i feel like see i i know the names but i can't put a name to a face yeah. and i feel like i've seen their movies and i feel like i've liked them but i just can't like it just is you know this is that whitewash if someone, Ugh, someone i'm not saying here, it's whitewashed you know, <laughs> not <someone>. at all <laughs> um but you know i'm so used to that too you know yeah. people calling you whitewash but yeah. uh in grade 10 you're saying that you were getting a little bit more into bollywood mm -hmm. and culture uh what was the environment for your high school <laughs> way different than middle school <laughs> completely different a big culture shock when i came into grade yeah. nine uh it was a predominantly dominant community with south asian people yeah um but not that many indians mm -hmm. which it was a little like scary i guess for me because i went from a uh diverse school but mainly white people yeah to a very brown school so this is where i came in and i was like yeah, this is the person that I am, you know? I'm like this, I like that. Um, but people there saw it like, mm, this is not normal for a brown girl. It's not this traditional. Is, this is not traditional, you know? They had this preconceived review of a brown girl. So that the fact that I was different, they were just like, mm, whitewashed, whitewashed, whitewashed. Yeah. And those words really hit you deeply because I thought I was pretty in tune with yeah. my, you know, where I'm from. I wasn't really that ashamed of it. it I was ashamed of it, actually, honestly, when I was younger. But then I grew out of it. Yeah. But then I came to our high school and I was like, this is really crazy. You know, maybe I am whitewashed. You start <laughs> like considering like you start taking those words and start believing them, you know, because yeah. so many people are saying that. And I was like, shoot, I got to maybe I need to learn some more things. You know, I need to get into it. Like you start judging your own abilities, your own. Yes. And, you know, Oddly enough, there is this one thing that was said to me yeah. that really, really, till this day, has stuck with me. And someone had called me a whitewashed piece of trash. That comment was so incredibly hitting. And yeah. you know what? Like, honestly, I'm not going to deny. Maybe I did deserve it. <laughs> like, I'm not no. going to look back and be like, I didn't deserve anything. We all make mistakes and we learn mm -hmm. from them. So I'm not going to say, oh, I was some saint. No, no, no um but that comment still it still runs around yeah, my brain of course. to this day because you know it just hurts it hurts i have nothing else to say and, it hurts and it's like it, you're just being yourself you know and yes. you, like you're, you you are a, a brown girl yes. right? and that's how you identify but it's like you're doing it wrong to them yes and also the term whitewashed why are we looking at it in a bad way yeah i'm born in like why is that seen as a bad thing you well, know like yeah. i'm born in canada i'm raised in canada that's like what i am you know mm -hmm. i'm not just indian uh so obviously i'm gonna have some preconceived views that you may believe are just for white people which is in itself very close-minded but like why do we take that like this it's is not good it's no. kind of like that. Oh, you speak too articulate, or you dress too, like or uh, modern, you know, yeah. as some people would say, quote unquote. Or, or <laughs> your parents are like too lenient, or you know, yes. it's like those kind of things. Yeah, like, uh, like how do your parents let you do this? Yeah, 
What, what do your parents say when they see your Instagram posts? Firstly, I don't show them, but oh still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I get that for sure. And it's, it's also too, when you have those conversations with them, you know, even just normal ones, like, oh, what's your career goals? You say mm. something that's, you know, not in line with the typical brown immigrant yes. parent. Like for me personally, uh, you know, I said I wanted to be a police officer. There was mm-hmm. a lot of students that would tell me, you want to be a police officer? Yeah. That's what are your parents like, going to think? That's, that's such a bad job. It's yeah. unrespected. You're, yeah. Those are for people who don't go to school. Yeah. It, that, that hurts too. Like I totally understand that being called a white piece of trash or certain words, yes. or certain things stick with you. Yeah, they do. And you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about them because they make me the person that I am now. Of course. Yeah. And I've learned from that. And those, those situations have made me the person that I am now. And um, speaking on your like parents thing, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people were judging me in a sense, not judging, but just questioning how my parents were letting me do the things I wanted to do with my future because they weren't the typical doctor, engineer, doctor, en- engineer, you know, that's yeah. shocking. Um, it, my parents were quite supportive and they still are of what I'm doing. And yeah. I think they will always be. So it, I, I like, it's not the people that we grew up with with it's not their fault i'm not trying to say that because that's what they grew up with so they just kind of assume that for everyone you know that was the environment so i'm not going to say you guys are wrong Mm -hmm. that's what they know you know and what we know is a little bit different so obviously we we have different views but i'm not saying that their view is horrible you know i can never say that it's just what they believe and the way i see it is what i believe so they can't say the same thing back you know it's is also too like to that point um we, we touched on this on a previous episode, but the idea of, like, for even my parents, too, it was like they did want me to become the typical, you know, doctor, engineer, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, uh, is viewed highly upon mm-hmm. as a successful career. But it was a conversation that was had between, you know, me as an adult and my parents as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, as Dan said in a previous episode, you got to look at your parents as an adult. And I feel like a lot of these kids that were in the school that, you know, judged you for saying, oh, your parents let you do that. They were afraid to challenge the old traditions, you know? Yeah. So like, obviously everyone has different situations at home and mm-hmm. I'm not one to judge saying that you should speak out to your parents because I don't know what the dynamic is at home. So those people who judged saying that, oh, how mm-hmm. could you talk to your parents about these things? Um, I can't say how couldn't you because yeah. I haven't lived that. So maybe they yeah. are right, but they they were also generalizing that this was a common thing. And just because... A lot of their friends had a, the same issue. I think they were generalizing it across all South Asian yeah. children, um, which I don't know. <laughs> it, it was kind of like the idea of like, whatever I see in my eyes is the only thing that exists. Yes, you know? yes. Um, but if you grow up like that, once again, it's it's it's, it's, it's hard it's, to get it's out mentality, of that. mentality, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just I grew up in a different way. So I see mm-hmm. it this way, you know. Um, that's a good point. But I also do want to ask you for sure. Like I've been itching to ask you about this because... Uh, I've seen you be, uh, playing soccer. Football. No, no, I'm going to keep saying soccer. <laughs> football, football. <laughs> okay, fine. Football. Uh, you're pretty good. So tell me a little bit about your journey. What What is this soccer or uh, sports athletic uh, part you. of you? Thank you so much for saying I'm pretty good. I don't really think I am, but <laughs> thank you very much. I take that as a compliment. Yeah, so journey. Um, Started off very young i think grade three a lot of people start before that like Mm -hmm. a lot of people i ended up playing a lot of girls i ended up playing with in a competitive league started when they were four three four i didn't really do that because i don't think my parents thought (laughs) it was ideal um also by the age when i asked them so in grade three i begged them 
mm-hmm. like i really want to play soccer or football <laughs> I, uh, slipped no, so up. You... I slipped up i'm sorry to all my english friends i slipped up there okay football <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i really wanted to play football but they just thought i had a lot of hobbies that i tried mm. for a couple weeks and then i got bored so they were like Ugh, another waste of money you know um i I totally understand that yeah yeah and even if i'm honest i didn't even know how last like how long it'll last (laughs) i I thought it'd just be a phase to myself but yeah and my best friend at the time she had been playing for a while and her mom was like a coach so i said why not i'm getting the opportunity let's try it out and i loved it i completely loved it it was such a great opportunity and i played co-ed for a couple years yeah which, uh, you know, co-ed housing, <laughs> you know how that is. I played with uh, one of my other friends, Aisha, too. You know, um, yeah. we met quite a few um, interesting characters. <laughs> to <laughs> I can say imagine. The least. Um, but yeah, it, uh, the passion, I guess, never went away. And then I started playing a little higher up. I switched to a lot of clubs back and forth. And I've made some amazing friends from it from childhood that are still my best friends now. Like Emily, Victoria, Zanea, all of you, like they still are m- my really great friends. And I grew up with them. They saw me in all these different phases, you yeah. know, from crazy boy obsessed to uh, <laughs> like just, you know, a lot of a lot of different views of me um, or styles of me, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so not only did the football bring me such meaningful relationships, but it was something that I enjoyed. And then it just went up and up and up and up like the love okay. for it. Yeah. And I actually stopped at the end of grade 11. No that's a lie <laughs> the summer going into grade 12 mm-hmm. okay. because there was just a lot of politics around it and really? i know like that's so weird to say because it's yeah. just girls competitive soccer yeah. it's like in ontario it's not the premier league you so, know so what was these it's like not, yeah it's not the fifa world cup you yeah. know but there was politics behind it yeah. i don't know why and it was really heavy um a lot of you know when you're young things get said even if oh, they're okay. wrong, even if they're not true, even if they are true, you know, and you're young, you don't know any better, but in politics in that way. And then other people got involved. So the club that I was playing for, for a while, I had just left. I just left, but I gave them a reason. I left midway through the season, which wasn't really uh, it's strategic yeah. <laughs> for me. <laughs> no. And it wasn't the nicest thing to do, but I did leave and I found another club and it was great. I, I liked that club a lot, um, but it, I had to make a whole new friend group yeah you know yeah, of course <laughs> these are people these are people i didn't know at all uh so it was weird i went from people i've known for years to people i haven't known at all but i still like the game obviously um and then grade 12 i played for uh the school team mm-hmm. high school team the entire time middle school team and grade 12 i just had so much on my plate yeah. you know i had a lot of, of things course. going on i still wanted to play on the team there was no doubt in my mind. I still wanted to continue that. And one of the coaches who was one of our teachers even told me, you know, Grace wasn't, which who that is um, a dear friend of mine. Uh, she was also in the position I was in a couple years ago. And she was also on the football team and she couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot, uh, a lot of things on her plate. You know, you don't have the time to deal with that many things. So she, she didn't get to play in grade 12. So the coaches asked me what, in the, uh, midway through grade 11 or at the end of grade 11, actually, when I get, got elected as president. Yeah. Are you going to be able to do this? And I was like, 100%. I'm going to do <laughs> the it. confidence. Is, yeah. I'm going to be able to do it because I know how to handle things. And this is what I like doing. This is my way to have fun. And I really, I really like the team. You know, I mm-hmm. had so many great friends on that team. Uh, 
but yeah so what had happened was uh (laughs) politics within the teachers i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it um and me i was outspoken i'm not gonna say that i wasn't but uh a lot of things happened in that sense and then i stopped playing (laughs) and uh i'd finished my season with my other team um yeah and then the it just fizzled out you know i just completely stopped and I was then questioning, is this something I want to try at McMaster? But then I was like, no. You know what? I've done so many <laughs> things in high school. I need to take a year off, you know? Yeah. I just need to chill. And also the question was, am I even good enough to be on the team there? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair question. But it was more, I want to take time off and just go into university, not committing myself to anything. I don't know what it's going to be like. A lot of people say it's a really hard transition. So mm-hmm. wanted to take that year and then now we're in covid so, and now we're starting third year so don't think yeah, that's it, gonna happen yeah i gotta say time Which, flew by but it's i i kind of like that you said you know i need a year for myself yeah especially that whole transition i feel like for a lot of kids yeah. or, or like our age yeah. coming into university that's a big uh that's a big moment where yeah. mental health issues come up yeah and i didn't know how i would take it and also another thing that had happened like i got diagnosed with epilepsy oh wow. yeah so like dealing with that you can't play you know, well, you yeah. can, but it's just not the best thing. Yeah. So my parents were like, yeah, no way. So that, that even playing for fun kind of went away. Now I just train, I guess you can say in, in a way. <laughs> just when so, I'm um, bored. Do you feel like in the future you want to go back to your soccer roots? Like, no, you play a little I or? haven't been playing for a while. I oh. definitely don't have the skill level um, that I somewhat had before. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, you know, when it's convenient when it's fun just with a couple friends that's it but i'm gonna call you out a little bit you know i've seen you posting a little bit of you know workout stories and stuff you know you're saying that you know i'm looking good and all that uh talk (laughs) Um, about it what's going on i have to be brutally honest so the only reason why i'm actually like we could say (laughs) active (laughs) um i'm saying that with hesitation because i'm really not is because my doctor told me to (laughs) she was like okay girl you gotta move a little bit you know don't overwork yourself but you gotta move a little bit and i was like fair 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 so i started doing walks because i never even went out on walks Um, everything counts yeah everything everything counts counts. i went for walks i still don't run (laughs) i went to go play footy with uh, maddie a month ago and she was like let's do laps I was like, girl, I don't think I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) But she was like, let's do it. Let's do it. And then I got a little bit of motivation from her. So shout out to her. That's good. Um, And we did we did a few. Uh, I was completely tired. And then here and there, (laughs) I do like random workouts. But honestly, it's not even it's not even it's just a show. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm calling myself out. And I think about it like this is probably not the best thing to be showing, but <laughs> it you're, boosts my confidence. Honestly, it does. Like, I would have to call you a fraud, but you're saying it boosts your confidence. Yeah. So you know it works for you. <laughs> it boosts my own confidence. And whenever someone DMs me saying like, oh, how are you like, like, in com- like slang, I guess, snatched, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and these are like girls messaging me. And I'm like, you know, girl, I'm going to be honest this is not this is not me these are angles these it's, are clothing uh, this is an illness <laughs> that makes me lose weight you know this is not me um and i can't lie to people like that because bo- uh, body 
image is yeah. such a is such a heavy topic and i struggled with it a lot of my life you know yeah. actually my entire life we could say and i know so many people who are still struggling with it whether they're female male anyone you know yes of course oh yeah so this is not something i would lie about when someone's asking me what's this yeah. what's that i'd be honest um so yeah that's my i'm calling myself out you know you but should yeah sorry, I, I would i would say though um like it's good that you have a bit of like a positive energy because we're dealing with epilepsy of course mm-hmm. you know limiting your athletic you know uh possibilities or opportunities it's good that you you know at least keep you know walking <laughs> you get to you you feel somewhat confident in yourself so yeah. you can post and it's good that you have something yeah. that boosts your confidence yeah and these walks are fun i get to go with my parents you know we go down to this trail that's near my house it's pretty nice you know it's, i spent quality time you could say with my <laughs> mom and dad <laughs> Okay, so this part of the episode, I feel like we need to get a little bit deeper. Um, you know, we figured out who is Bhavna. Now, how about we get a little bit, you know, uh, psychological and be like, what is Bhavna? Yeah, what is Bhavna? A great question. <laughs> so throughout your story, right, your story of dealing with being feeling accepted in, you know, school before high school, high school, and now in university, uh, and dealing with epilepsy, what are some major struggles in your life what have are some things that you feel like have made you the person you are today like the biggest influencers yeah so uh firstly when you reached out to me saying that you remembered this talk i did in grade 11 yeah grade 11 that was very sweet i took that (laughs) as one of the biggest compliments ever because i didn't think it would make the impact that it did um this is something that I was so scared to share because like I said to you before yeah. this podcast, like it, I was so vulnerable and you're saying this to a thousand kids, a thousand yeah. kids that you see every day who never knew this about you. They already have this idea of you because in high school, I don't know, like middle school, I had another um, type of situation, but in high school I had to, I feel like I had to play a role. Mm-hmm. There was a side of me that I couldn't really share. Um, I did do it in some senses, but like until that talk, not that many people knew about it. And uh, I didn't think it would do much. I I was just scared that people would judge me. I was so terrified. And this like TED Talk type of event, I could have chosen anything to talk about, you know, anything. I think Ishbar did something about a puzzle box. Um, (laughs) Honestly, Ishbar, I have no idea what that is. You are so intelligent. I have no idea what that is. Like, I could have chosen anything like he did. Um, I don't even know if it was puzzle box, honestly. It was... I, yeah, honestly, yeah, I, I can't understand remember. it. Um, I, I can't put my mind on it. I don't he, know. Is, he's just way too smart for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I could have chosen anything. And I chosen that because I was like, mm, this is something maybe I should share because I feel like there's a lot of people here that need to hear this because you have that bullying mental health talk when you're in middle school and it's just yeah. the stranger that comes in is like yes you guys you know this is you got this it. happens you shouldn't bully power to you but no one listens to it because it's just a stranger yeah. it's a stranger so i thought maybe i should do this and i had done it done so many speeches and things in front of a lot of people it wasn't even that like i wasn't nervous about talking i i even now i feel confident in like public speaking settings yep. it was just the thing that i was saying and it's so bad. It was so bad to the point that even the night before the event, 
I couldn't tell my boyfriend my script. Like I couldn't like my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell him what I was saying. Yeah. That speaks a lot about our relationship, but that's <laughs> another story. But it was just so like, oh my God, I cannot, I cannot even share this. So what was I going to do in front of all the students? But I did it. I did it to the best of my capabilities. And then the people who came to me after and they told me that was amazing. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I was like, really? I don't even believe you. Like, wow. And then you messaged me about this. So. No, I, I, would, I would say to just tag in here, like who Bhavna was in high school or who, who, who I would see her personally as is someone who's just like, you know, she was the president of the school, right? And, you know, she was really joyful. Every time you see her down the halls, high-fiving somebody, somebody, you know, could be the little kid, could be the older kids, whatever, you're, you're high-fiving someone. It's just this happy person. And then you see, you know, go up on the stage. It is a big issue, right? You know, especially in high school, a lot of people have issues with attention uh, or, you know, finding their identity and they feel like they don't fit in. So you being able to be like, you know, that person in high school that a lot, I feel like a lot of kids looked up to you, right? And you were able to be vulnerable and say like, hey, I have a voice. You got to listen to me. That's something that was worth, you know, saying. And I found it amazing. And it stuck with me because like it changed my image of who you were. It's like it's it's more than just, OK, this strong person There's like a deeper character behind it. So I'm glad uh, you did uh, talk about it. And, you know, yeah, of you. course, you can't. I, I remember a lot of things. And that one was definitely something yeah. to remember. Um, and a little bit of context for the viewers um you want to talk about a little bit not getting yeah, too yeah, I can touch. yeah i can touch on it firstly thank you for saying that honestly i was tearing up when you said that because that is the biggest compliment i can get no, you know you're welcome. and even the whole joyful thing i <laughs> a lot of times i was i was deep down you know yeah. i didn't I, but uh, like i said before i had a role to play um which is not healthy so i'm not selling you guys to play a role <laughs> um course, yeah, but it, it was something that i tried my and i tried my best in those scenes because like you said i knew people were going through a lot so even that high five that hello yeah. i knew it would make someone's day and actually recently someone who i was somewhat friends with in high school i talked to them casually i want to say they were my close friends but a very nice guy he had found my new instagram and he reached out to me saying there was this one time i was so sad and you know i was going through a lot and you just were going down the hall and you said hey how are you doing? And asked me so many questions and were actually interested in my life. Mm -hmm. And I still remember that to this day. And when he told me this, I was like, what? You remember that small interaction? Are you joking? And like, that's one of the major things in my life. You know, there's yeah. a lot of great that happened in my life. I would like I would say that a lot of things I'm grateful for as well. A lot of big things. But it's the things like that where people are now telling me I made that impact on them from things that I didn't realize. You know, I was just it's, being like, it's, hey, <laughs> it's crazy because even as you just said, right, you're putting it as a role. A lot of people put that front up, but like it's deep down they're hurting. So even the littlest thing, someone giving them attention is, is a big thing. Yeah. And I the the times that I did that to people, I didn't even think like, you yeah. know, I didn't think anything of it. You know, <laughs> you just I guess I'm chatty and I'm outgoing. Yeah. And if I see someone looking kind of like upset or someone who, you know, looks like they aren't really happy, I'll just go up to them. Um, uh, well, I used to go up. up to them and just be like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? You know, um because that's just i guess that's just the person i was and uh there was i, I won't lie there's a few times in high school that i was really upset like i cried in the halls you know oh, of course <laughs> i of did course. i did but 
overall. Thank you for saying that. I think. No, you're welcome, think, of course. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is definitely an honor to have you on the show today to talk Stop. about these things. Um, so, yes, moving. Sorry. You asked me to touch on the talk, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, just I, so they know what it yeah. is, because like, we're talking about this amazing yes. conversation. <laughs> um, so, for, yeah, what was on. your speech about? Uh, yeah, sorry for rambling on. No uh, because I always lose the question. But the talk that I did was around my experiences in middle school. Um, a lot of people go through a bullying stage, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and they're in different forms. And the person that I've become now, the person that I had become in high school was be because of those events, you know, yeah. um, they're the things that I touched on on that talk. Sorry, I'm just trying to <laughs> get my words together. No, no words. Uh, were around the situation that I would be so afraid to walk home from my bus stop to my house, which was only a five minute walk, I would say, um, because there were these kids in my neighborhood that didn't even go to my middle school that were just out to get me. Mm -hmm. And it was over just because I was crushing on this boy. And you know what? Maybe it wasn't my spot to crush on this boy. You know, maybe it wasn't yeah. my place. But um, it, they, they, you know, they didn't like it. And they just found a reason to come at me. And that's just, you know, it's childish drama. You know, you're, you're going, they'll find, people find any reason to like, you know fight yeah, i guess or because everyone's looking for drama unfortunately even if you think you're not looking for drama you still get you like gossip you know you you gotta like, admit that it's 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 like i don't want to say like a, a, a what's the word secret pleasure or something or like yes. something it's like you, it's, i don't want it's human it, nature yeah it's human nature to be because i feel like it's like someone's telling you this yeah. thing and you feel like you're fitting in oh this person likes me enough yes. to give me this information that's why the i guess in a sense beef that i had with one specific girl happened with a lot of like a lot of girls from her school got involved yeah. so yeah i was scared of uh, that part i didn't even mention the background to it that i liked a guy i don't even think i mentioned that mm -hmm. in the original talk you're getting the secrets behind <laughs> it even more um but yeah so i was so terrified because there was one time that they had just stopped me you know in the middle of the street and they were just like bam 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 oh my god yeah um what <laughs> you know it's i hadn't done really anything i mean and it's crazy i might be remembering wrong you guys are just kids yeah. You know, it's like kids are capable of doing something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I might be remembering wrong and mm -hmm. God bless them. You know, I don't even know where they are now. And, you know, you're a child. You make mistakes. I for I've have forgiven them. Yeah. You know, um, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, so, yeah, those those things had happened. And then the casual bullying, you can say, in my actual school. Yeah. Which you can also touch on, once again, the casual racism. Like the, the microaggressions, you microaggressions. know, little, the little things. Didn't even realize it when I was in it, in that situation. Yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing, too. When you're a kid, sometimes you don't even realize these words yeah. are destructive. And then yeah. later on in your life, you're like, shit. Yes. That was fucked up. Yes. And <laughs> back to my name that we were talking yeah. about. People in my middle school made fun of it. Yeah. They would go, when I walked down the hall, they would just roast me in a sense. They would call it in a different way. They knew how to say it. Um, you know, it, like even just as a part of the same culture, like like the name Bob and I alone, it's just, it's a nice name. So it's you. like I was always uh, self-conscious about it, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, because of those experiences in middle school, yeah. uh, I thought that this is a really like uncommon name, especially mm -hmm. for, even for a brown girl. Yeah. I've never met a Bobna here in Canada. I'm sure there are some, 
I'm sure there's many, but I have never met one. But you meet like people with other common brown names, you know? So this one, I always was like, "Mm, my mom and my dad gave me a really horrible name. Yeah. And also they spelt it differently, you know? Yeah. It's spelled really different. A lot of Indian people now come to me. They're like, oh, your name's spelled wrong. Do you know that? Yeah, I know that, but it is <laughs> what it is. Your name is spelled wrong. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm just unique. Yeah, yeah, why are you coming for me? Um, still means the same thing, yeah. uh, which I hope I'm right. I think it's like emotions or feelings, which <laughs> makes sense because I'm quite emotional. But yeah, so those microaggressions, they would happen in my own middle school. Um, oh. um, and then there's, yeah, like I think I mentioned this before. I'm kind of lacking my memory right now. Uh, there were not that many South Asian men. Yeah. There were some, but not that many. And as far as I remember, to grade two, teachers, friends, just random students would be like, you would look great with this guy. And mm. I think he was one of the only other brown boys okay. on, on the okay. French side. And that joke or whatever it was continued all the way to grade eight. Yeah. Grade eight. And the fact that it wasn't even just from people. Uh, like in my class, the teachers would say oh, that. Oh wow! Even in grade seven and eight. And were none of your teachers like uh, of Indian? No, no, none. So it was just strange, and it's like m- maybe they didn't mean it in that way. You know, I'm not gonna say they maliciously did that. Of course, yeah. yeah. But it did happen, and I actually saw a TikTok about a girl who also went to a predominantly white school, mm-hmm. and that was the same case with her. It's it's the ignorance, right? They don't understand that it hurts, but it hurts. Yeah. It, it, like, I didn't even realize it until I had matured. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was, yeah, it was a good joke, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in middle school. I didn't even think about it like that. But also, I want to think back. Maybe we did look cute, but at the end of the day, there is a deeper <laughs> meaning behind yeah. it. I, I believe that. It's kind of similar to the idea of just like, just saying the words like, oh, or like, for, for example... For for a brown person, it's exotic, right? Yes. For a black person, it's like, oh, you're pretty articulate for a black person, right? Yes. Y- you know, it's like, it sounds like a compliment. Like, oh, you you look good with this guy. Yeah. But that's just really because you're the same color. Yeah. And I don't want you to date anybody white kind of yes. thing. You know what I'm saying? And about the exotic thing. Yeah. I used to get, you don't look like an Indian girl. You don't look like an Indian girl. You 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 know you don't look like an Indian girl. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm sorry that you think all Indians look the same. What? It's like their <laughs> like, pre- preconceived notion that all Indian girls are like really dark skinned They gotta wear this kind yes. of like thing. You and know. I blame the media portrayal of that. Yeah. Of course. There are so many different versions of South Asian people, and they're all beautiful, and they're all amazing, and their culture is all amazing. Like I know India is so vast in their culture you know not everyone is the same like south india north india it's all different so that whole like you know you look really exotic you don't even look you look exotic but you don't look indian you look brazilian you know like this this and that i've been called latino too yeah Yeah, it's like like, um no i'm indian (laughs) i'm proud of being indian a point in my childhood i was kind of embarrassed but i was proud when these people would come and say that to me and then they would be like oh but your name is so like it makes sense it makes sense you're Indian because of your name. And I'm like, thank it, you. It should have made sense uh, if you had a little bit of a educated opinion, I guess. Or It's, it's like <laughs> they're doing a puzzle in their mind and then you're like all the pieces are supposed to fit. But OK, oh, no, one thing doesn't fit. So she's not really, you know, yeah. What I mean? like, and it's like, hello. Hi, I <laughs> you exist. Know? You know, yeah, I exist. I'm Indian. 
proud of being indian so what kind of implications do these have on your like mental health in a personal space right we're saying uh, uh in terms of hearing these microaggressions of course it can bring someone to a dark space mm-hmm. right for you specifically how is your mental health just throughout your life fluctuates a lot you know it fluctuates and fluctuates for everyone i think they have really good times and then they have really bad times and those microaggressions that we talked about the bullying that i had gone through the subtle comments that i would get in high Mm -hmm. school like there's another one that i got that really stuck with me oh daddy's money what daddy's money daddy's money daddy's money and it's like uh okay you don't even know who i am secondly um I like to think I'm a pretty humble person. I never grew up with the opportunities I ended up getting later on in life. And I like to think that I'm humble. But if you don't think that way, it's fine because maybe I'm not, you know, maybe Mm. I do show things that make me less humble, but I like to think that I am. Um, But those comments like, yeah, so those little things to speak back on that, that took a mental toll on me. Yeah, because you believe that you're this type of person. You believe that you are like, you know, you think you're doing you the are best what you, they say. Yeah, yeah, you think you're doing the best you can. And then people are saying this behind your back. Yeah. And those are not the nicest things that someone could say to you. And this is when we had matured somewhat like we were in grade 11, grade 12. Yeah. You know, we're not children anymore. We are still children, but we're not like it's you're moving on to the next stage of life. It's yes. like you should have understood some of these things. But, yes. You know. And. Yeah, it just it was incredibly shocking so that took a mental toll and all the other things they did as well but that happens with a lot of people you know not everyone's life is perfect everyone at one point is going to have something that Mm -hmm. happens that affects their mental health and it's it's just life you know it's that's just the common thing and see like that's the thing right everyone goes through their own thing right and i feel like for different people at different times in their life that's for finding your solutions to your mental health, right? It takes other people a different time, right? Like, yes. you know, you could do it today. Another person take a couple of years. Well, yes, some yes. people like that are parents that are like 50, 60. They don't, they haven't figured yes, it out. Exactly. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's, I want to make that's, that clear. <laughs> that's, that's the issue in the sense that uh, we have our dog in the studio. He's, <laughs> he's just having a little bit of fun. Um, the issue with that is like their mental health issues spread right like in the sense that okay they're saying daddy's money that's maybe because they're a little insecure about their their wealth right they're like oh you have a lot of nice stuff it's probably she didn't work for it she went that was the whole thing yeah and you know i at the end of the day yes i'm financially supported by my family but it doesn't mean that i'm always going to and that i'm not grateful for it i mean yeah and i still worked jobs yeah you know i did the best of my capabilities to be independent as you can and i'm 16 years old you know 16 17 and you know you part of that to like be f- completely financially independent yeah. unless you are in circumstances that y- you do and that's perfectly fine but the people that were saying this you know and like as you're saying you know you, the high school you were in it was predominantly southeast asian yeah. or south asian sorry yeah it's it's funny because you know we're in, we're in canada right yes. and you see brown people succeeding but yes. you're bitter yes it it's supposed to be a collective effort that we're together yes. but you know it no, no and you know? i found oh well, i like to think that i never brought anyone down depending on their financial stability you know i like that's not something that i ever judged on someone yeah i've gone through the both sides you mm-hmm. know 
I know what it's like to live another side. I know what it looks like it lives how to live on the other side. So it's it's like I know it and I'm aware of it. So why would I be judgmental? So why are you being judgmental? So yeah, that mentally that was another comment that mentally still stuck with me, and I still think back to it. And I'm like, Bob, now humble yourself. Bob, now humble yourself. You know? Yeah, humble yourself. <laughs> it makes you want to correct yourself. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Um. Yeah. And it's crazy that these just little phrases, even so we talked about actually this. Let's go back. You were saying you high five somebody in the hallway and that was an amazing experience for them. And it, it stuck with them. Right. Yeah. That was so shocking. And, <laughs> it made and me now so happy. on the other end of the spectrum, somebody's saying, oh, you're exotic or hey, da- daddy's money. It's like yeah. a little thing to them. But it's like, yo, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. Yes. One hundred. And it hurts and it affects how I grow. And but it's good to see that, you know, after how many years you're confident in your identity you mm-hmm. know you're proud of yes what everything that's happened exactly and let me ask you right mm-hmm. a lot of people may not be as fortunate in terms of being as confident with themselves mm-hmm. at this point in their yes, life yes yeah it takes people longer like i said how have you gotten to this point so maybe some of the listeners can you know yeah get some support yeah if i'm like I, i've been saying this a lot because i'm coming really con- like honest on this mm-hmm. podcast i hadn't been confident myself fully confident in years mm-hmm. you know it took a lot of time and there was a lot of things i was insecure about and it was really bad last year yeah and that's when i decided to completely you could say go ghost you know cut off everything there was oh, i had really bad anxiety over something that is just online yeah. instagram i worried about oh if i post this who's gonna think this if i post this is anyone gonna think i'm pretty if i post this am i even pretty like you know what i mean and it was taking such a bad like toll on my mind and so many people go through that you know yeah so many people are so anxious because there's these instagram baddies and big instagram accounts that you compare your life to you know sorry go on uh, (laughs) sorry for cutting you off there but i'm like you're saying it's crazy because people don't understand that instagram is just the good parts of people's lives yes yes and and the minute you delete it it's it's a change but there's continue a, what you're yeah, saying yeah there's just a whole different world out there um yeah so yeah the, you have this you can you're constantly feed it all this information that oh, this person's life is so beautiful this person's life is so awesome it, it hurts even if you are also someone that is giving to that you're you have an instagram that's showing i'm having a lovely life mm-hmm. my life is so perfect i'm posting so much it's you know it doesn't mean you don't have the insecurities yourself and yeah. i experienced that so it, it was at the point last year that I would stay up all night and I would like constantly look at these pictures and nitpick everything from them. Like, oh, my God, like the background, you know, oh, my yeah. face, you know, like, oh, my ears, you know, little things like that. Like, no one's going to know. Like you're searching, you're I'm searching ser- for it. Right? Yeah, yeah. No one's going to notice it. Um, Or maybe they will. But <laughs> like, I don't think they're going to no- notice it. And I didn't really know what to do. You know, I didn't know how to get out of that uh so deleted my social media completely permanently and then reintroduced it to a smaller group of people that would reduce my anxiety and um it it really helped completely starting a new snapchat completely starting a new instagram i saw my anxiety slowly fade away and it's like it was that simple i just needed to delete my instagram it's crazy are you joking i was lacking 
like that much confidence in myself that I was seeking validation from others that I to the point that I couldn't sleep, you know, and now I just delete it and I just have a few friends on it. No, I can I can definitely relate. Like I spoke on this on the first episode. It's just like you you delete it and Mm -hmm. it's just like a whole world of negativity goes away. Right. Mm -hmm. Social media has benefits. Right. You know, for issues like, you know, free Palestine, Colombia, you can spread. spread, Yeah. uh, You can you can raise a business. You can do like there's so much you can do with it. So much good you can do with it. It's just if you don't if you're not self-aware and you notice like like you were saying nitpicking your own pictures or saying this person looks too good uh you know i'm insecure myself yeah i mean and also the whole culture behind photoshopping and editing i won't deny it (laughs) i still do it who doesn't edit their pictures you know um but like it, it it got to a point where it's like if i can't show myself with no makeup and glasses on yeah oh my god this is horrible recently i have found that confidence i post whatever i want you know my yeah, vlogs that's, that's great it's whatever if people want to say i'm a catfish go ahead at least i'm confident in myself in both ways you know yeah. um but yeah so after i deleted that i found a sense of relief and then it was just a couple of few friends and i didn't want to make it anything more than that so yeah i wanted to make it somewhat private and i even told my friends if you're going to post pictures with me if i'm doing something with you don't tag me you know yeah. I don't want to be that public anymore. I don't want to have the pressure, or not even pressure, the anxiety, yeah. you know, behind that. And I don't really, I can't live the life where it's like people are looking at my pictures and saying things because I posted, there's actually a, a story behind one of my posts. I posted a scandalous picture, you could say. It was a bikini in snow. I thought I looked amazing. <laughs> I thought I looked so good. But the controversy that had started behind that picture people from high school blah 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 blah. people from university even university blah 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 blah. and that picture i you know how you can change your instagram to like business yeah so you can see the amount of saves and stuff i had that that picture got sent to over 200 people wow Whereas my other posts only got like on an average five or six. So if you put it into comparison, yeah, that's a big that difference. Is, that is a big difference. And I was so conscious, that self-conscious. I was like, what are they saying? What are they saying? Good or bad? Like, I didn't like that at all. So after that point, you know, it skyrocketed. So then this was a, a different vibe, I guess, this new Instagram. I posted that picture again because yeah. I loved it. And yeah, I knew the people course. on it are not going to judge me. Um, and you should only post what you love yeah of course don't think about what others think and i took yeah i took a lot of time to think about that so now on my new instagram yes i've made it quite public but it was after the fact that i wanted to spread awareness you know it was still relatively private and i wanted to spread awareness about something that goes uh, that goes on in a lot of people's lives and Mm -hmm. including mine uh so that's when it started becoming more public and a lot of people from my past life you could say the different life i used to live found it and that's fine and then that I kind of got a little bit nervous about. Yeah. But then I realized I do have the confidence in myself to do anything now. That year that I took to build it up was one of the most important years yeah. for me personally. Because I was finally aware of who I am and I was accepting who I am. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Thank you for talking about me. As you said, rent free. You mentioned yeah. that before. Um, thank you. <laughs> Even if it's good or bad. Thank you. Uh, but it's not going to feed into what I think about myself anymore. 
And that took a lot of time. It took a lot of self-healing. It took a lot of, um, what's it called? a spiritual awakening as some people say (laughs) uh but yeah so now on my new instagram i post vlogs if you don't care about them go ahead i think they're really fun to record for me they pass my time oh Um, no i enjoy them too (laughs) thank you yeah i got a few dms saying that they enjoy them and i'm like oh okay maybe i'll continue (laughs) um but yeah i like them in those like I mentioned before, I, I'm not wearing any makeup. I'm not wearing, um, or I wear my glasses. I'm just, yeah. If I can't be preaching that you shouldn't watch other people's social media and compare yourself. If I'm not authentic to mine, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, of course. So I can't, yeah, I'm doing whatever I want. (laughs) Unfollow me. If you don't like my content, that's fine. (laughs) Like, I I like how you said that, like you took that, that time, you know, it kind of ties into this thing that I always like to live by. It's like, let's say you have a big rock in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. And you're trying to push it. Um, Your ability, so that that rock is like a mistake or that rock is like an issue. Your your ability to challenge that issue now, um, as in figuring out how to get around it or, you know, uh, how to get over it, whatever, get past Mm -hmm. it. You gather the tool to figure out how to do in the future. So that same Mm -hmm. issue doesn't bother you anymore. Mm -hmm. So in the sense of the social media, now you're confident. So now if someone judges your pictures, right? A lot of people send the, you know, send send, send whatever your picture yeah. around. Y- it doesn't bother you because you no. have the tool. But if you're someone who, you know, that happens to you, yeah. but you want to deal with it later, you rather, you know, take time for yourself and just not think about it. Yeah. Essentially numbing yourself. Yeah. That rock stays yeah. in front of you. Yeah. And now more problems tie up behind the rock and it's yeah. harder to push, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> Were you uh, going to say something? No, uh, I was just going to say like, also, I didn't want to anyone who enjoys social media, right? Yes. It's completely okay to use yes. social media. The idea is just, you know, taking a break. Yeah. Because sometimes there may be problems that you don't see until you yeah. stop it. Yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, it took a lot of self healing. <laughs> of course. I'm yeah. finally if like I'm finally confident. If people, yeah, like you said, want to send it, send it around. I'm no longer thinking. What are they thinking? You know. Oh, like hey, I'm in I, your DMs. I like my photo. You know, no, I'm going to uh, post it because know, I like it. I'm, I'm popular now. They're, they're sending my picture around. <laughs> yeah. You charge five, five dollars per cent. You know? <laughs> yeah. For a selfie, you know, <laughs> go ahead. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's what I I've lived through it. So I'm finally confident. I'm proud of myself for that. I'm not going to deny I'm proud of myself. I'm and getting out of that loop, you know, that's really good to hear. And, you know, I want to say I'm proud of you, too. Uh, for thank getting you. Through. <laughs> I want to shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you spoke on epilepsy mm-hmm. as, as a patient yourself and mm-hmm. also being someone who is a part of the support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about that story? What are you What yeah. are you doing currently? What kind of work is your organization doing? <laughs> work. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny that you said work because to me it doesn't even feel like work. You know, I just want to advocate for that's, it. That's amazing. But, um, so, yeah, I got diagnosed and... I didn't even know I was having seizures. You know, wow. there's so many different ones. Um, the So juvenile myoclonic is what I originally got diagnosed with. Yeah. And <laughs> no one knows enough info about epilepsy. And I know this because I didn't even know I was having seizures. Wow. Yeah. So I had started getting them in grade 11. Oh, really? Grade 11. Yeah. Um, I would just randomly jerk and my neck would fall back. <laughs> and everyone just make fun of me, you know, because no one knew. And they would just be like, haha, you know, whatever. And then others would just be like, oh, I get those too because I'm cold, like a shiver. Mm, shiver, yeah, And yeah. I'd be like, mm, 
I kind of feel different about it, but if you're going to say shiver, yeah, I'm going to believe you. Uh, continued on to grade 12, and I was actually in private school. And the biology teacher, I was having a lot of them in yeah. that lecture. The biology teacher came up to me and was like, it's okay. You don't have to be ashamed of having this disability. It's fine. Like, you should own up to it. It's fine that you have this. Be confident in yourself. And I looked at him like, disability? What? What <laughs> What do you mean? He's he like he, he didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I was like, I don't have a disability. Epilepsy is not even a disability. But yeah. he said that. He didn't even, I don't even think he knew what, what he was seeing. I didn't know. So, so he, he just came up to you and just said that. And he, he called me. He called me after the lecture and was like, can I talk to you? And my friends were waiting for me. And we're, we, after I told them, they were all laughing. I was laughing because I was like, hm, what? Yeah. What even? <laughs> Come on. And then first year, they were getting horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible. And my friends there were like, you know, this is not normal. This yeah. is not something that's normal because they don't look like shivers to us. And I was like, mm, yeah, whatever. It's normal. I've been having them. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I took this as a funny thing because some of my friends would make jokes about it. I thought it was funny, too. Mm -hmm. They would look they I would see them in the hall and they would start dancing and they'd be <laughs> like, ha ha, Bobna. Like they would shake their body. You know what I mean? Which is incredibly offensive if you don't think it's funny. Yeah. But I thought it was hilarious because I, I didn't know what it was. You know, and we was a, it was an ongoing joke. Finally, I had decided to, you know, speak to a doctor about it and she was like hmm this is not normal so i went to go talk to a neurologist five four three two one i had epilepsy okay and i know a lot of people might think oh that's not a big deal like you know you're not dying <laughs> like mm -hmm. a lot of people think that but there is a lot behind it that people don't know and there's there's so many forms that even i didn't know like yeah. of seizures there's so many. I think there's like over six. I might be wrong. Don't quote me. But media only per portrays the grand mal seizure, the tonic clonic seizure, which is the one that you're on the ground, you know? Like the main, like, yeah. the, like the big. Yeah. People have to move to your side. You vomit. Yeah. That is one. That's a really like horrible one to experience. I've experienced those. Yeah. As I've experienced three now. And I went from just having the jerks to having three grand mouths. That's really crazy because I never had those in high school. And scary. Uh, and it's scary for the people around me. 100%. I was with my first one. I was with my roommates. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, what do we do? They're very intelligent people. I, I respect them a lot. Yeah. And they had helped me so much that night. I, I'm so grateful to have roommates and friends like that. My dearest friends. Um, that they were be able to be there for me. But that was really scary the next morning. And I felt guilty. I felt so guilty. I was like, I can't believe I put my friends through that. You know? Like you started blaming yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, my friends have to go through that over me, even though I don't have control over it. I, I That's why I started moving home a lot, because I don't want to put that pressure on my friends. Also, because I had a lot of doctor's appointments in Toronto. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. But besides that, like a lot of like insecurities. So a lot of people that I see are go that are also diagnosed that go through this uh, younger people. We cope with humor. <laughs> well, you know, you, if that's a way that, to cope, then that is a way of cope. But not everyone does that. And it's some people take it differently when they're diagnosed. Others take it differently. So not everyone has the same story. Um, and so, yeah. So I, st I wanted to advocate for it yeah. on Epilepsy Day, uh, Purple Day, because I felt like because so many people in my past didn't know and I didn't even know. It's kind of good to ha start having the conversation, you know? Yeah. It's very important to have the conversation. 
but it was once again something that not anyone knew besides my close friends like even just you saying that like i don't know anything about epilepsy right it's not something that's widely talked about yeah yeah which is it is a really big thing it's a huge thing and like for you to say that it causes a lot of insecurities and it Mm -hmm. causes these social interactions Mm -hmm. like i don't Mm -hmm. think people understand that no yeah because you not only is there physical medical side effects yeah there is the side effect uh mental health side effects you know a lot of them and then you also build this insecurity uh i'm meeting new people and i tell them i'm diagnosed with epilepsy are they going to make fun of me you know or they're going to feel uncomfortable or something. Or they're going to feel uncomfortable are they going to see me differently are they going to think that i'm this type of person you know what i mean yeah um or are they just going to cut me off like oh we don't really want to be friends with her because she's kind of you know you never know what's going <laughs> to happen do you know what i mean yeah um, of course and yeah. like recently too uh with like romantically that is a hard conversation i've seen this all over instagram you know how to approach in a romantic way telling your significant other that you have this yeah because you should you know if you feel like you need to feel comfortable for before you should but i think it's something that you need to share with them um because you might also have a seizure in front of them (laughs) so they should probably know you know (laughs) because if that happens they might just be thrown (laughs) off guard but you know, the way of approaching that is incredibly hard because you're in love with someone, you know, or you really like someone. You don't want of them course, to yeah. suddenly leave you or think any different of you. Uh, so it's a very hard topic to touch on. I'm very glad that I'm not to the point where I can't talk about it at all because I'm talking about it here with you. Talked about it on my Instagram. I contis- cont- continuously, <laughs> sorry, uh, vlog things about it. I'm not ashamed of it. You know, it is what it is. I have no control over it. You, something yeah. in your life you don't have control over. You just got to live through it. And um, I think that also increased my perspective on life. You know, yeah. it really helped. But yeah, that's like that kind of energy. It's like it makes the room feel better. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just the idea that you're saying like, OK, this is something that I don't have control over. Yeah. Even just the fact that, you know, for you specifically, mm-hmm. it's epilepsy. But mm-hmm. the mentality that, okay, I don't have control over this situation in my life. Let's just work around mm-hmm. it. Yes. Right? And I, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. And it, just to see that, you know, your journey through epilepsy, like, I feel like I may be wrong. But I feel mm-hmm. like it's similar to kind of like Tourette's a little bit. Um, in a sense, or? The juvenile myoclonic epilepsy, I guess you could compare them. Because Tourette's is more like, you know. I think, I don't know, I'm not a specialist in Tourette's, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, It's more like you vocalize. I might be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just like Uh, they have tics. Yeah, Yeah. in a sense. uh, My juvenile myoclonic is more just myoclonic in general. They're more like body jerks. Mm-hmm. if that makes any sense and i feel like Tourette's might be the same thing i don't it's like know. a lot of f- more physical for i yeah i don't really know yeah. much about Tourette's, so i can't speak um on that but for epilepsy it's just your um like the brain electricity you could yeah. say in simple terms you know it just goes up a little too far up so <laughs> you just, you know you jiggle <laughs> uh, <laughs> as weird as that sounds <laughs> the only reason i brought up Tourette's is because for epilepsy i have no clue right mm-hmm. I, i'm not really educated but for Tourette's, i know a lot of people that for them, it's kind of a similar process that, hey, okay, I, I you know, I have a lot of jerks. You know, mm-hmm. I say a lot of dumb stuff sometimes mm-hmm. that I don't intentionally mean, but mm-hmm. it's just not my in my control. And for them, it's similar. Okay, I'm insecure. How do I tell yeah. you know, a loved one? How do I tell friends? How do I yes. make friends? Um, 
and just the idea at first you didn't know and like you're mm-hmm. like okay this is just something that's a part of my life yeah. i don't have no clue like we all thought it was shivers yeah right because like, everyone goes through shivers but it started getting weirder when my neck started jerking back <laughs> so it's like mm, maybe are i'm you? not just cold <laughs> or maybe you know it's not cold in summer you know what i mean like yeah. yes that's what my mom said she's like why are you doing this in like 28 degrees 30 yeah. degrees you're not cold you know but no it's um, it's amazing to see that after all these years like you've you know accepted that this is essentially a part of you right now yeah and you know it's using uh humor as a coping mechanism (laughs) it's yeah and uh, i don't i also want to say that you should not put if you're going through something like that don't put a timeline on it if you're not understanding it and you're not like fully accepting it that doesn't mean like you're doing something wrong yeah some people like you i think we mentioned this before take years Mm mm-hmm uh, so it's the same thing i took uh not that long in my opinion but others will take there's, more because there's a lot of factors right it's your family yeah. support system or yes yeah know, or even just your own mental like your mental where are you right now yes, right are you studying yeah. this are you doing yeah. that you know it's mm. a lot of factors and like my life changed a lot after that because now you're kind of having people constantly i guess in a sense baby you which like, yeah. yeah i'm I 20 years old that. but their people are gonna be like where are you going which is a normal thing, you mm-hmm. know? You can't go by yourself, you know? What if something happens? I have to wear a medical bracelet now, you know? It's like yeah. all things like this. And um, y- yeah, so even simple walks is very uh, like a qu- question. Sorry, <laughs> I hit the mic. A questionable thing for me yeah. to do. And it's also not safe, to be honest. And that's why I got my driver's license suspended. Wow, come on, 20 <laughs> years old. I've been driving for a couple of years now. And all of a sudden, I, I, I had a new car. And I'm not to sound conceited, but, you know, you get excited. No, just to make you feel feel a little better. I don't, yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't have, any, like, a medical reason. I just don't have a driver's <laughs> yeah, license. Yeah, yeah. So exposing myself right here, I don't, so, you know, both yeah, of us can't drive. Right exactly. Now, and I'm totally okay with that now. But when it had or- originally happened, I was like, ugh government of ontario how could you do this to me (laughs) i understand it's like a a safety hazard but unfortunate but we're good with it now (laughs) i do want to ask right you you seem like in in the sense of with your journey like as we said Mm -hmm. right now you're in a a space that you've accepted yourself Mm -hmm. um for people starting out right yeah what's one or two things maybe you could tell them like okay this is the most important thing to keep in mind when you're going through this Mm -hmm. um so i think even myself yes i have the confidence and yes i'm accepting and yes i think i'm doing pretty well mentally now but there are still times where i'm gonna be a little stressed out whether that's of course of course what if that's personal you know in friendships in romantic relationships it's gonna happen you know but the way i see this now is like okay i'm gonna look at it right as it is is this gonna matter five years time three years time one week down no bobna come on why are you (laughs) stressing out you know and if it is then it's like okay what can i do about it to reduce my stress what can i do about it to reduce my anxiety like asking Um, questions yeah and like kind of like go through it you like unfold it like an onion you know no, I, <laughs> you I go through totally it totally get that. right to the end and you see where you can help yourself the most and it's really really tough to do that at the start oh, yeah. it's yeah. so tough i had a lot of trouble doing it but i think that's just a perspective you have to change you know 
you have to start start going in the mirror telling yourself you're beautiful you're amazing you're uh, like the best person you know little affirmations yeah affirmations you love yourself you know people think you're amazing go in the mirror every day smile at yourself you know you're happy with the person that you are and i did that i did that i gave the affirmations to myself and that's where the healing started because what you say is what you are and it's what you feel if you are saying you know like my life sucks you know i've been going through a lot and i'm not i'm not saying that that's not like it's a bad thing because i did the same people people are gonna go through that i'm not shitting i don't know if we can swear on this i'm not shitting on you if you're doing that i've gone through that but it takes time to look at yourself and then like you know what i am pretty beautiful if you don't think so i it's fine (laughs) it's it's crazy like it's crazy what people can make themselves believe Mm -hmm. i've had um just to tag along tag on i've had a lot of people in my life you know relationships friendships i you know i used to do a lot of affirmations at first right Mm -hmm. and it worked for me and i i I really believe the idea that you say something enough you're gonna believe it Mm -hmm. i would tell people okay this is the case Mm -hmm. they would not agree you know like they feel stupid saying yeah. oh i'm beautiful what's what's why am i doing yeah. that Are you yeah uh, am i weird no it, but it really is you you're okay you're not okay with saying i am beautiful but you know you'll say okay i'm i'm really ugly this person thinks i'm ugly yeah. you know what i mean so why is it so easy for you to hate on yourself and that's okay but you say something nice and it's like you're you're a clown why can't what? you love yourself exactly and yeah i don't know if this is like society's norms you know it is obviously but um it's also like I can't speak for men, but I feel like they also are like it's hard for them to express emotions, even yeah. if they're things like, you know, I'm like, I feel good in myself. I feel like a lot of I can't speak for men. So that's I want to make that clear. But I feel like what I see is that that is really hard for them. Oh, you know? uh, no. Like in general, like I feel like you got you got it on the on the on the ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys, there's expectations right? for girls. There's mm-hmm. certain standards mm-hmm. like the way you dress. Right. Mm-hmm. Et-, et cetera. Or you're supposed to be emotional. For guys, it's like you can't show emotion, mm-hmm. right? There's different types of issues on both sides. Yep. Um, I definitely believe that women do have a lot more to deal with in like society standards, mm-hmm. but men do have difficulty with just saying, hey, I don't feel good and I want to cry. Yeah. It's hard for a guy to just yeah. cry. You know? And I've seen that firsthand. Yeah. 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 So I would say try your best to unfold the root of what's, <laughs> you know giving you the depression the anxiety and also i would say there's a lot of stigma behind uh going to a therapist a lot of stigma true what's wrong with going to a therapist come on if you can talk to your friends about a little bit of issues you can talk to a stranger that's not going to tell anyone that can actually help you even more that potentially your friend could i'm not saying that you shouldn't consult your friends if you're comfortable with that go ahead but you know look at it that way your therapist can be your friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's the financial part where you can't afford a therapist, that's also fine because I think, I don't know if I'm completely correct, but I know McMaster, they set you up with a therapist and I think it's funded within your tuition. If you do go to the SAS, I think it's SAS, um, saying that you need these accommodations, you know? Um, yeah. I can't speak for every university, but I believe that is the case at Mac. Or even just for people that aren't in school, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I'm, I'm not sure. It obviously depends on the country, mm-hmm. the state, yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, some government have programs for youth, or yeah. if you're a little bit older, you know, maybe take some uh, time to save some money aside, or 
Maybe just start talking to people in your family that you're comfortable yes, with or yeah. talk to yourself. Yeah, talk to yourself. Just exactly. Talk. But also, it's hard to talk to yourself because you might just keep on bringing yourself down. Yeah, so it's, you true. need to keep the mentality that's, oh, you know, I'm awesome. Even if you don't believe it. Yeah, I'm awesome. You know, I'm extremely loving and kind. Yeah. Just, you know, like stop yourself, you know, be self-aware. Yeah. Okay, so now I do want to take a little bit of a change in gears again. You know, if it's not a car, but I keep shifting <laughs> gears. Uh, where do you want to be in five years? You know, like what's your goals for the future? What do you want to improve on? Uh, heavy question, you know. It always <laughs> changes because uh, you never know what's going to happen in your life. You know? Yeah. Ten years ago, I wanted to be a dentist. I'm not studying <laughs> dentistry, you know. Uh, it changes. You, you can't plan for the future to the point that's every detail. Um, overall, I would like to say that I'm doing a career in my field uh, that I really enjoy and that will ultimately help people. You know, I think that I I enjoy like working with people and it brings me joy that I can make that impact. And that's why the conversation that we had before that oh, this person remembers this little gesture. <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing feeling. It made my heart go pitter-patter, pitter-patter, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, like I think whatever it is five, down, five years down the road, I just hope it brings me joy, you know? <laughs> or jokingly enough, maybe in Bollywood, you know? <laughs> just yeah. vibing in Bollywood. Maybe you, you know, who knows? Maybe you're married to Varun Dovan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I hope his relationship ends well, but... Yeah. Ends well. <laughs> no, no, it does well. I meant does well. No, I don't um, think you did. <laughs> no, I did. I meant and uh, does well. I meant does well. Uh, but yeah. But no, it's good. Like, you're prioritizing your happiness. Yeah, and um, future improvements in myself? Uh make that 9.5 an 11 you know even though on a scale oh, from yeah, 10 yeah. make it an 11 you know um and when i do get that criticism try to not to take it completely to heart like i've been learning that but i want that fully now oh okay you think that maybe i should do better in this part of like my writing in any assignment uh okay fine it's not like a huge thing because before I, I would like look back and be like <sighs> I like I don't know how to deal with this. How could they not like it? Yeah, you know? and it's like no, you have problems. Yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think I want to work on that yeah. <laughs> for future improvement. A little bit of like compassionate for you. Yeah, compassion yeah, for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta say, uh, I've enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Know, it's, you. It's, I've it's enjoyed being a, here. <laughs> it's it's an amazing group of conversations that we've had. Uh, amazing, just looking into your life, seeing what makes bhavna and who is bhavna uh now the last question about bhavna is what does bhavna love about herself okay yeah. and this is this is a part of the show where we do every, every time self-love question Self so love. everybody at home you gotta do the same thing yeah, whether it's Come to on. your mom dad dog cat yeah. whoever you want yourself like we were saying <laughs> what do you love about yourself and why yeah so there's a lot of things I love about myself now, you know, I will <laughs> I, be honest. I mean, uh, you, I could, love, you could say everything. Yeah, no, I love myself physically, mentally. Okay. But to pick one thing, this thing is like very, very, very much in me that I really love. At one point, someone called me naive. 
Mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me. I was like, hmm, you know, naive is not really, it's not seen as a good thing. You know, yeah. foolish, doesn't understand something is going on, gets played. Um, so when this person said it to me, I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. That's not a great character to have, characteristic yeah. to have. Uh, but even if they meant it in a different way, even if they meant it as a joke, they yeah. still said it. So it's it sat with me. And then I took it and I realized, no, being naive, I'm not going to think about it in a bad way. Because at the end of the day, the way the reason why you're calling me naive is because I love people so much so much and i i always go to the above and beyond because that's just what i enjoy doing and i I have learned those lessons and friendships and relationships that you will get played people are not going to treat you people are not going to love you the same amount but the thing i like about myself is that i don't let those bad situations that have occurred ruin my new situations i'm still going to love to the amount that i can and i think that's amazing and beautiful because i know my worth now you know fully and if you're not going to treat me the way I deserve to be treated, I'm not going to tolerate it. As Selena Gomez has said, actually, <laughs> I'm not going to tolerate it because that's not healthy. But I'm still going to bring it to another person, another situation, because that's who I am. And I love that about myself because I'm so open and I love people beautifully. You know, I got to say, preach, preach. <laughs> I, I love that perspective that you brought upon it. Like it, it, you, most people could take being naive as such a negative thing, but mm-hmm. I like that you're looking at it differently. Yeah, and it's true. Like being able to love people, um, while even acknowledging that you will probably get hurt. Yeah, you're, you're you're strong enough to be okay with that. Yeah, and like not even acknowledging, I have I've lost so many friendships friendships uh, yeah. that have been there for years, like almost a decade. I lost one, you know, or I did lose. Yeah, I did lose one. So. Like, i not saying I haven't learned from that, but that's not going to change who I am. And I have a lot of respect for myself now. Um, that's why I will not tolerate it yeah. when it happens again. I'm not going to stay in that continuous cycle. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to change it for the next cycle, which people might think is foolish and naive, you but. know, uh, because you're not learning your lesson, Bobna, you know, <laughs> but it's just who I am. So I love that about myself. I, I love that answer. I love it. Thank you. Um, and no, once again, thank you no, for thank you. coming on the show. Uh, thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for giving us and the viewers a little bit of an insight onto, you know, importance yeah. about ep- epilepsy awareness yeah. and just in general mental mm-hmm. health. All right. It's been an amazing about hour and 15 minutes. Uh, did you have anyone you wanted to shout out? Um. Yeah, so if you would like to know a little bit more about epilepsy, there is an account. I believe it's called Epilepsy Canada uh, on Instagram. So you can check that out, and there's quite a few facts on there. And uh, I also have a highlight reel. There's a few things on there on my Instagram that you could go to, and uh, that'd be really cool if you'd like to learn more about that. And also the affirmations I was talking about, There, that account is very nice. It's called Affirmations on Instagram. It's quite funny. Uh, I've shared that with a, f- a couple friends here, including uh, Mr. Panav and uh, Aisha. <laughs> but uh, actually, it was introduced by my other friend, Hannah. So thank you very much. And you guys can figure that out. You know, go on that. I love that I'll, account. Uh, Enjoy I'll, it. I'll <laughs> thank you for sharing those accounts. I'm sure they're going to be a big help for a lot of the people. Yeah. I'm going to make sure to tag them in the description. We got a new Instagram. 
<laughs> no longer you got to come to my personal instagram you can come to create with nav also going to be in the description it's, we're creating a mental health page just raising awareness keeping affirmations and keeping content about the podcast itself moving forward next episode we're going to have somebody new on the show talking about their struggles their conflicts their successes uh, and so on and i hope you guys are ready for that and i also hope you guys uh enjoyed today's episode sorry i just wanted to add one last thing pranab i love what you're doing it's beautiful you should, <laughs> thank you you like this is amazing you know advocating for this this podcast amazing beautiful love that very proud of you i i appreciate <laughs> it and it's something that i'm passionate about the same way you're passionate about you know raising awareness for epilepsy and honestly i feel like you can relate it's just something that makes you happy to do yeah. you know um and i hope everyone in the audience listeners viewers can eventually find something that works for them that makes them happy mm-hmm. again i hope everyone enjoyed that today's episode hope you had a, a friend with you hope you finished that bucket of popcorn hope you had your drink i'm gonna catch you in the next one see you guys later hi guys this is the end of the episode but you're stuck with me kind of like when a teacher says the bell doesn't dismiss you i do it's okay i don't think you guys are tired of me just yet anyways after this episode goes up that means the podcast should have already been announced and just looking at the support i wanted to do a little heart to heart this podcast for me was something that i started to do out of my own passion right uh it came out of a dark moment and i thought this was a way for me to help people that are in the same space seeing the amount of support that i've received for episodes one and two so far it makes me happy for episode two i've got 62 people who took an hour out of their day to listen to me and dan talk about the values we share 62 people thought we were important enough to spend an hour on and okay to some people it may not be enough but for me that's more than enough this podcast i'm not doing for profit i'm not doing to get a following i enjoy talking and i enjoy having people tell me that it helped them or have having people tell me they have issues and they're ready to challenge them. It's amazing. And I'm going to keep on working. I'm going to keep on moving and bringing you guys new episodes. I'm sorry this one took a little longer than it should have, but it's here. And I'm having fun doing this. I hope you guys are having fun listening. Let's keep going on this journey together. I love each and every one of you. And I want to thank you for your support. I'm going to leave in the description all of the Instagrams I've mentioned in today's episode. And I'm also going to leave a little note. I'm not going to say what it is. You guys are just going to have to go check. Okay. I think that's enough for today. I hope you guys have been giving yourself abundance of love. Giving yourself a chance. Giving yourself compassion. Make sure you live your life to the fullest. This is Nav signing out. 
see you in the next one.